This week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. This is your weekly episode of Meanwhile in Memphis. My name is Anna Ellis. I'm here with my teammate and friend, Christy Mullen. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Anna Ellis. You are bringing your broadcast voice today. Thank you. I'm here for it. I um I woke up this morning and I, you know this is just like COVID times but you know like that first sort of like breath and like swallow uh-huh. your I was like oh, am I am I sick? is my is my throat a little sore you know and I like anyway I drank some hot tea and now it's like my, the fear that- my silky voice is ready for prime time today I am well you're you're bringing it I'm here for it <laughs> well thank you now I feel like I've been really falling down on the job previous no. to this like, have you heard me on this or you're fine. <laughs> Well, we have a lovely episode for you today. Um, first in the studio, we are welcoming some friends of ours from the Junior League of Memphis. The Junior League being just really wonderful partners um, of New Memphis. And just, um, you know, what I, I gush about this quite a lot in the interview, so not to spoil it for you. But they really are um, some of the most dynamic and engaged group of volunteers that you will ever see. Um, they pull off some big, ambitious stuff. And one of those things is the upcoming Develop Her Summit. That is the Junior League's annual women's conference. Um, it will be on March 25th and is always um, a really just jam-packed day and kind of whatever you're looking for, whether that be um, personal development, professional development, networking, it's all right there for you. So they're going to talk more about that. Um, we'll be joined by fellows graduate um, and actually a, an alum of mine. We went to high school together. Wait, to, what? That's true. Michelle and I go way back to uh, the halls of Houston you High School. You mean that she went to high school with you and I did not know that to pry about a young animal. <laughs> well, you, I don't think there's anything that would be surprising. You'd be like, yep, all of that tracks. All of it's like par for the <laughs> She was a year behind me and she was like good friends with a friend of mine. So like we would be at, anyway, you know how like it's, it's one of, it's one of those days where you're like, ah, yes, Memphis. Yeah. It's a big, small city. And then she is joined by Dr. Erin Watson, who um, is a volunteer. As I mentioned, she is chairing the conference committee this year. So um, again, I will also later gush about how she has uh, <laughs> devoted a ton of her personal time to putting on this incredible event for all of you to come and enjoy while also um, apparently being a new mom and like an ER doctor. <laughs> I think so. Um, if you are looking to feel uh, insufficient, inadequate this morning, uh, Dr. Erin Watson and we'll help or if you're you. looking for a mentor, she was here to give us some very good advice too. So. I know. She also had really lovely eyebrows. Do you oh. ever? <laughs> Sometimes, like I don't, I, I this is like. <laughs> It's going to be early in the morning for me to start, like, uh, uh, (laughs) revealing my personal feelings. (laughs) Like, you know, sometimes, especially, again, in sort of like uh, in a post-pandemic world in which um, you kind of let certain habits go. You're like, oh, should I, like, tend to my eyebrows? (laughs) You know, like, and I've been having this uh, reconciliation with myself where I'm like, I'm going to try to invest more in my personal appearance. (laughs) Which, I mean, thank God this is a um, audio only platform yeah. because you'd go, oh, well, you didn't you didn't put that intention on today. Yeah. And I did not. But um, she's lovely um, physically and in- intellectually. And um, I'm, we're thrilled to have them here in the office. Yes. And then we have an extra special treat. We mentioned, uh, I think, two episodes ago that we had some new mm-hmm. talent join the team. So you got to meet, if you are a regular listener, uh, Raquel and Kim, who both joined the team in January. And we teased. A third new team member. His name is Kalen Bradford, and he is our new director of leadership programs and is just, you know, I, 
I always say, like, when we had this, our when our previous director of leadership programs was ready to move on, um, the first thing I said is, okay, well, let's. It, this is the one a really fun job. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of like the best job on the team in some ways. Um, but it's so fun to go and meet people who've gone through programs who know the work or are interested. And Kaylin was from the first moment I met him a like light bulb. Yeah. Like, oh, yep, there he is. Like, he just understands the work. He um, naturally, like, inspires you to want to grow and develop and learn and is also just um, a lot of fun. So he's going to be in the studio to tell us a little bit more about himself and the program that he will be leading at the Fellows Program. Yeah, it's a super exciting morning over here, I feel like. I... The fellows is one of those things where I feel, to your point about the fun work to lead, I'm like, I feel like that's the thing on the team that everybody tries to figure out a way to, like, make yeah. their work intersect uh-huh. with. And I'm like, can I go to the cap hearing? I want to go do that. It's all, it, it is. It's really fun. It's so great, guys. Um, so. Shall so, we jump in? I think we should. Let's, I, bring, uh, let's bring in uh, Michelle and Aaron. Welcome, everyone. How are you guys? We're we doing, are doing good. so great. Good. Since we have two of you here today, I would love if you both would take a second just to introduce yourself to the listeners and give a little bit of insight into who you are. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and go first. <laughs> um, my name is Erin Watson, and I am the chair of the Developer Women's Summit. This is my sixth active year in Junior League of Memphis. And my name is Michelle Nixon, and I'm the director of development for the Junior League of Memphis. Ooh, so guys, as you know, this is the Junior League representing really big in the studio this morning. So for those listening who may not know, what is a Junior League? So the Junior League of Memphis is an organization of women, and our mission is to promote volunteerism and develop the potential of women so that we can improve our community through effective action and our trained volunteers. And in 2022, the Junior League of Memphis is celebrating our 100th year of business oh, wow. in Memphis. Oh, wow, yep. I didn't realize that. Yep. Yes, so this is year. our centennial year. We just had a big celebration um, last Tuesday at the Botanic Garden, and Mayor Strickland joined us, Commissioner Whaley, um, the County Commission, County government, city government, and even Governor Bill Lee all sent us proclamations nice. for for that day. So um, we are actually going to be celebrating all year long, but we're very proud to have been in Memphis for 100 years. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I mean, I, I, you so eloquently um, stated the mission. I know that there are junior leagues across the mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. that they are storied organizations. What is unique about Memphis's chapter, if anything, and, and you know, how— how do you guys, or do you, interact with other junior leagues across the country? Sure. So, yes, there are. Um, junior League is actually an international organization. Oh. So there's a few chapters outside of the United States. The headquarters for the organization is actually in New York City. So um, we are considered one of the largest leagues in the United States. We wow. have close to 1,400 members. Hmm. And... Um, The president and our leadership once a year do go to a conference with other leaders from other leagues. Um, They also have regular conference calls and messaging groups about things. And then even the staff has a conference once a year um, to kind of, you know, 
swap ideas or things like that. But um, we use a lot of the same technology, like website platforms and processing things. So um, we communicate a lot about those things as well. Right. One of the things that I think is amazing about the Junior League in Memphis that made me want to join was their community involvement. Mm-hmm. Our community and programs are just phenomenal. So we have um, we have our diaper ministry now where we go into the community and, you know, we give away diapers. We have the Repeat Boutique, which is actually amazing. I actually used to see, um, you know, people that I would work with there. Um, the members donate. We give donations, but then we sell those things at lower prices. So we do things where um, we use the men donation clothes to give to young boys in the community to help them when they do interviews and, you know, things like that. So we have a lot of different community programs is what I think makes JLM special in Memphis. Yeah, I mean, we certainly at New Memphis are are big fans of the work and often direct women who, particularly who are new to town because it is such a welcoming and, like, plug-and-play way to be like, I'm going to go and get introduced to the community and also know that from day one I'm going to be doing good in these really unique and creative ways. So I think it's um, a lovely mission. I love all of the work that y'all do. But today uh, we wanted to dig into your upcoming summit, the Develop Her, H-E-R, summit. Um, So tell us, again, just we're going to get into some of the specifics of what people can expect, but what is the conference, how long has it been going on, and what what is the outcome, what's the goal? Okay. Um, so the Developer Women's Summit is for, was formerly known as the Memphis Women's Summit. We actually um, changed the name this year. We thought Centennial Year was the better time to specialize in the, the conference a little bit more, like we said, to the Junior League mission, the development of women. HER stands for Healing, Empowerment, and Results. So, you know, the purpose of the conference is that when you come, you know, you're getting like Junior League mission, we're developing you in those specific areas. Um, what you can expect during this conference is to have con- have speakers that will talk over leadership, community development, finance, and self-care. Those are things that throughout the years when we do our surveys, all of the attendees want to know more about, and those are our popular sessions. So you have um, three speakers or four speakers actually under each subset three times a day throughout the Mm -hmm. whole day under those categories. So it's just amazing. It's just been very influential in the community over the last six years. Um, We normally have 400 women from the Mid-South that come and just, you know, just get healing, feel empowered, and they leave with real-life results that they can add in their lives. You get networking. We also have vendors there. We spotlight vendors. You get to do a little bit of shopping. You get to hang out with friends, meet new friends, and do some networking. And hopefully, if you decide to do the VIP, you get to also meet and speak with the keynote speaker. Wow. So you mentioned a little bit about surveys there. So I'm just curious, what have been some of the biggest takeaways women have had from the conference? Um, And looking at the surveys, a lot of women feel very, number one, empowered, which is why we wanted to add that into the new name of the conference. Women always say they feel empowered leaving. For example, one woman might say, I feel empowered financially. We have things on, you know, how to write a will, how to set up your retirement, how to buy your first home, things like that that are new. So each woman gets something different. Yours might be in leadership and development. That's very important. And so we have a lot of um, high women in the community, CEOs, CMOs, presidents that come and tell you, you know, how or how did they deal with being a woman in the workplace? How did they break the glass ceiling? So you literally have a feeling that goes through your body <laughs> of like, I just feel so great. I'm going to go out and change yeah. the world. And so we're just happy to be able to continue to bring that to women for what our sixth year now. 
can you give us a little inside scoop? A little birdie told me you have a great keynote lined up. Um, what can women expect if they come this year? So, drum roll. Um, <laughs> our, key- <laughs> our keynote speaker is Sarah Thomas. She is amazing. Everyone is super excited to see her and to hear from her. Um, she is the first NFL female officiant. So, that is amazing. Yeah. Talking about breaking glass ceilings. I mean, that's one shattered wide open. Um, so, she's going to come and talk to us about breaking glass ceilings, the work life balance, and how does she really, you know, deal with being a woman in a male dominated field and still remain herself still remain grounded and just became so successful so we're excited to hear from her and and everything that that she'll have to offer I think that'll be really interesting and I think that's something that people really need right now I think we can all use a little bit of like empowerment and oomph in our lives right now for Mm -hmm. sure um so the conference where is it? How can people get tickets for it if they're interested? Sure. So the conference is on Friday, March 25th. Um, it will Registration will start about 8 o'clock in the morning. The actual conference will start about 9 and go till around 4 p.m. if you stay for the VIP reception. Um, it is at the University of Memphis in their university center. And people can get tickets by going on the Junior League of Memphis website at jlmemphis.org. Love that. And you do not have to be a member of Junior League, correct? Anybody's welcome. Right. It's to all the women, anyone that wants to come. If you're, yeah. you can come, you can fly in town and come if you want. But definitely, <laughs> I always have women in the Mid-South. And um, our website specifically for the Develop Her um, conference is developherws.org. So Develop Her Women's Summit, developherws.org. And we have a link directly um, to buy your tickets there. I love that. So guys. What, do you, what a great summit, like what a great asset to have here in the community. And since we have you lovely women here, and we obviously brought you here to tell us all about this amazing summit, but also we're very interested in the work you do and lead every day. So something I really want to know is what is your favorite thing that you get to do working with the Junior League of Memphis? Well, I love uh, being able to raise funds and raise support and knowing that we do what we say we're going to do. We show up constantly, continuously for 100 years now (laughs) in the community and support the needs of our community. And so, um, you know, when I'm raising funds through grants or sponsorships or things like that, I truly know that our profits and our proceeds are going to go straight back into the community, into our community programs to help people. And where we do what we say we're going to do. I love that. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> You're like, now I have to follow <laughs> no, that. Right? <laughs> well, I'm curious for you because, you know, one thing that I have noticed about folks who have been engaged in the Junior League over the last uh, 10 years, I've been um, kind of circling around folks. You guys have some of the most, like, committed members who serve as leaders. Erin, so, I know you're one of those people who I'm sure you have a life outside of the Junior League and a job and family and all of that. But I love seeing how committed folks are when they step up to chair a committee. Um, so what is it that motivated you to take on you know this pretty significant role? Um, I think one of the things that I love about that, there's a lot, but it's specifically for that question was the women that come before me and the women that are around me every day. Um, when I was asked to be just the vice chair last year and when it started, I had literally just 
we had, you know, just had my baby and I was like, I can't do this. I'm too busy. I'm learning how to breastfeed, whatever. And um, my chair at the time and the other women were like, no, you know, you'll be a great leader for next year and really just rallied around me to make sure that, you know, our meetings were around the time that I had to pump. And even those little small details, it's like we, we're committed to not only what we're trying to do in the community, but we're committed to each other. And that's what I really like about the Junior League. It's important because if hopefully, you know, we're being developed, you want to lead you want to help in the community but actually having women that pour into you that you just met maybe like last Mm -hmm. year or the year before that is amazing and Erin is being uh, shy over there (laughs) she is phenomenal she is actually a doctor and um, so serves the league but also serves our community and her patients in addition to her family so she is a phenomenal all-around leader she just takes a bow (laughs) what kind of of medicine do you practice um, emergency medicine and also uh, post-acute care so I work at Methodist in the ER and then regional one like rounding on the floor just casual I'm like all right so (laughs) it's like Thank you. You are, yeah. Um, Thank I'm you. very impressed. Obviously, Thank you've you. had a very challenging last couple of years, a new baby. Right. Being well, we like on the front lines the of COVID time. relief. And that's right. Well, you, I know. you had twins. Yeah. I, I know. That's why. How old are your twins now? They are, they will be 18 months old in February. Mm-hmm. Wow. God, right. Gosh, bless. I think you both are very much representing, though, what mission you're serving because you're showing how you can lead from any seat. Like you said, planning meetings around breastfeeding windows or having brand new twins or brand new singular baby. It doesn't matter. You are showing that there are different ways to lead and there are different ways to get involved and join your community. And I think that just speaks so beautifully to the mission that you're serving. Yes, and we would love to have anyone who's interested listening to this podcast. Um, We are in our recruitment season. Um, Our new member class will begin in August for the Junior League. So um, all new members kind of travel together their first year. It's called a provisional year. And Mm -hmm. Basically, what that means is that you're just introduced to the league. You're introduced to a lot of the things that we've talked about, mm-hmm. community placements, the mission, um, different sh- places you can volunteer, like our thrift store Aaron mentioned. And so you just kind of spend your first year together learning about the league. Um, bef- and then the following year, um, we call it your first active year, and you're actually, you know, dispersed yeah Yeah. into the into (laughs) the community to serve but um there's more information on our website and um any women in the community are welcome to to join us for membership i love that and you guys are activating those change makers right yes Yes. and i know you mentioned aaron a little bit about ways that you just mentioned it too like the thrift store and things like that what, tell me a little bit more. Go into that a little more because I think that's really interesting for people who may be listening right now being like, maybe I want to be a member. What are those things and what do they serve? So we have so many programs, and I love honestly bragging about the league because <laughs> getting involvement in the community was very important. You know, a lot of people say that they will, and they do one or two programs, but that's it. But being a part of the league, we have so many programs that are active and continue to be active. So just a couple that I really, really like myself is our MAM um, program, which is our Memphis Athletic Ministries, where we have the Ladies Lounge, where, you know, we have a committee that serves that actually reaches out to these um, young age women and kind of mentors them um, every Tuesday or 
there two Tuesdays a month, which is amazing. Um, we have Camp Good Grief, which is very important. You know, we help people in mourning and different stages of grief, whether it be from death or family loss or things like that. So that's amazing. Um, we have our Grow, which I know is a huge <laughs> something that we're so proud of. We have our Grow being Hampton and our Grow Pre-K Readiness, where we go and actually have, and this actually involves a family too, where they come to our facility um, and we, you know, teach them how to, you know, play with them, read, um, nutrition, all types of things, things that involve the family, how the mothers and fathers can be more involved with their kids and how we can have a more um, unit type family. It's just amazing. One of the extra things I love is extra hands. Um, (laughs) So how you were saying being new to the city. So that was my first placement actually, because I was like, all right, I'm still fairly new-ish, finally done with residency. I can do something with my life, right? (laughs) So I did extra hands because a lot of different organizations that are having different events, whether it be the American Heart Association Gala or whether it be, you know, any type of community involvement, they need volunteers. So they reach out to us. We set up shifts and our members can volunteer. And so I got to do so many like cool things and met so many people throughout the whole city of Memphis just by volunteering. So some, so we have a range, as you can see, yeah. of ways to volunteers. And there's so many more. You can go to our website <laughs> and read about them. But those are some of the main ones that I think we get highlighted and are really, really attractive to the city. We always say we like to meet the member where they are. So, um, you know, today's member traditionally is working. Um, Maybe they're married. Maybe they're not. Maybe they have a family. Maybe not. And so we try to offer a variety of things like Aaron has highlighted so that depending on your work schedule, your family schedule, your commitments outside of volunteering, something we offer can work for your schedule. For sure. I think that's amazing. That's, I'm so happy you highlighted a few of your favorites because I think that's the insider glimpse that, you know, you can go to the website, you can read all these things, but actually hearing it from the people who have done the work, you're a member, hearing that I think is very impactful. Well, and having such a rich diversity of opportunities I think is so ideal for, as you said, if you have, you know, 1,400 members, there is something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, not everybody is excited to go mentor. Not everyone's excited to go Um, you know, work in the thrift store, but you can kind of find the thing Mm -hmm. that's like your unique talent and passion. And I think that's really lovely. So I know you said you're in recruitment season here. Today's February 8th. Like what, I know the cohort sort of starts in August. If people are interested, um, what are the steps they have to take to pursue a membership? Yeah, so um, you can go on our website, again, jlmemphis.org. There's a join tab, uh, so there is an application. Um, There is a small application fee to get all your information in. Um, You can also reach out to our recruitment chair. All their contact information is on there. If you're, you know, if you have any questions, we will have recruitment events that are listed on our website, our social media as well. Um, They are hybrid, so some will be virtual, some will be in person. So if you just want to attend a recruitment event to learn more about the organization, um, we usually have one or two recruitment events a month all through the summer. So um, again, just visit our website, thejlmemphis.org, hit the join tab, and all the information will be on there. We love a simple join button. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You ladies are doing such great work. We've talked about it a lot today. So before you leave us, I would love if each of you would take a minute to just share with me and the listeners, what is the best piece of leadership advice that you have gotten throughout your career that you would have loved to have known sooner, quite frankly? 
Um, I think for me, what I've learned as a leader is two things. Um, well, it's a lot, but obviously the top two is be yourself. Um, always be yourself because a lot of times we have what we call imposter syndrome where we think we don't really know what we're talking about. We don't really know how to do it, but you'll be surprised once you're actually yourself, how much your real talents and strengths can um, shine through. And then to be humble, um, to be humble and know that you can learn from every single one around you. Everyone has a voice. And as a leader, it's your job to not only, you know, shine through yourself, but to help others to shine through as well. That's a good one. I would say um, my biggest lesson has been to listen more than I talk. Uh, I think a lot of times people talk just to fill the space or fill the time. And if you just sit and really listen, that's when you find the most information out or get more details or... um, I try to spend more time listening than talking. I love That's it. Good. That's Those good are one. two excellent pearls of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And you can get more of that at the <laughs> Develop Her, love a good acronym, H-E-R Summit. Um, so that is coming up in March, March 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to jlmemphis.org. Look at look at me. I'm picking up all, all of the specific details. Um, I, I do hope that people check it out. I've been to the conference in years past. It is excellent. Um, I think you guys do a really incredible job in programming Um, really high quality content and again a real diversity of topics so kind of whatever you're looking for you will find Um, so go there um, consider membership Um, you know I've never been a member of the junior league and every year when I hear whenever I talk to somebody about the junior league like there's so much authentic like love and passion for it I'm like I gotta I gotta do this (laughs) 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 love being a part of uh, a group of Lady bosses it's my favorite (laughs) I know well guys you heard it here first go get those tickets look into becoming a member i'm sure either of these lovely ladies would talk to you about it if you have any questions and also don't you you guys have social media as well that people could follow yes um we have the developer women's summit actual page on facebook and then jlm has their own instagram and facebook page as well yes so we're very active on them and um it's uh, accessible from our website um, and very easy to find if you just type in Junior League of Memphis on Instagram or Facebook. They have, look, you have no excuse not to follow along with what's going no on. Excuse. You got social, you got the website, go join. Either way, come to the summit. And thank you guys so much for being with us today. This was great. Thanks, Thanks for so having us. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. Welcome, Kaylin. How are you? Hey, Christy. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so excited to have you. You're such a delight. I've only known you all of 10 days. <laughs> um, guys, Kaylin is brand new to our staff, but I would love, just take a second, introduce yourself to the listener. Yeah. What's up, listeners? Uh, my name is Kaylin Braff, and I'm so excited to serve as the Director of Leadership Programs for New Memphis. So um, I'm currently in the 10-day mark, and so uh, <laughs> it's been awesome, man, just meeting the people that work on this team, um, even some of our partners who... Um, connect with New Memphis and all the great things that we do. It's just been really special over the last couple of days, and so I couldn't be more excited to be here. Um, I've been in Memphis for about two years mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm Arkansas born and raised, so I'm a country boy at heart. I always, you know, have my Arkansas twang with me, um, but I moved here um, in November of 19, and then boom, the pandemic <laughs> happened in March. So, um, you know, since then, I've been able to kind of get out and learn a little bit more about Memphis, 
Um, and it's been great so far. So this city has so much to offer. There's so much culture. There's some amazing people that live here. Um, and I couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of this community. Oh, that's the episode. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, like, you are a brand new smiling face mm-hmm. on the team. You're new-ish to Memphis. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been here two years. Now mm-hmm. you're getting your feet wet. Um, does that mean you came, like, pretty 2020-ish, like, pandemic adjacent? Absolutely. Oh. That is what that means. So, you know, it was a it was a weird time, you know, and no one knew what what all of this was happening and, and how it was kind of shaping yeah. um, our new world and our new reality. Um, but I think we've all just adjusted to it um, and made the best out of a sticky situation. You know? Yeah. So. You took on a new adventure with Memphis and now you're taking on a new adventure with us here at New Memphis. Yeah. What made you want to come over here? I know you're from higher education background. What made you want to come over here and test these nonprofit waters? Yeah. So to be honest, I'm a higher education guy, um, you know, just through and through. So I got my master's degree in higher education from Arkansas Tech University. Um, and I worked at my undergraduate alma mater for about two years. And so um, great opportunity, great experience to work with students. Um, but I've been in Arkansas all of my life. And so um, I saw this opportunity at the University of Memphis, go Tigers. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't pass it up. So I interviewed and met some amazing folks. Um, and then I just knew that this was a place that I was supposed to be. And so I came to University of Memphis, I mean, made some amazing connections with people at the university and community who work with us. Um, And one of those connections was New Memphis. Um, And so I am a part of the, uh, I'm a recent graduate of the Mm -hmm. Fellows Program. And so, I mean, my cohort um, was absolutely amazing. Uh, We had about 17 people from so many different backgrounds and different corporations and, you know, organizations in this community. Um, And I did that program for a year. Um, The value that I got out of that program was just crazy. And so um, when I saw this opportunity, I was like, man, I enjoyed my fellows experience. So this might be a cool (laughs) place to work. And so um, I saw the job description. I read it. And I wasn't sure. I was like, this sounds like me. Like, oh, my right. gosh. And then I was like, no, I like my job. I'm going to chill. And then I mm-hmm. couldn't shake it. And so I was like, I got to apply. So um, after meeting with the team um, at New Memphis, after hearing some of the great things that's happening here, um, it was important to me to be a part of an organization that was continuing to move, continuing to, you know, kind of shape mm-hmm. our community. Um, and I couldn't pass up the opportunity. So that's that's how I got here. <laughs> Look, just a short, you go into my question so flawlessly. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> So you were saying a little bit there, you know, you had always been a higher ed person. You're stepping into this new role. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listening right now may be in the process of transitioning into different careers. A lot. We've heard about the Great Resignation. We've heard of all these things. There's mm-hmm. a lot of process going on. What is your advice to people who are con- considering like a different leap of faith and going into a different field that they haven't really thought about before. Yeah. Um, you know, the best piece of advice comes from Will Smith and it's just <laughs> jump. It's just jump, right? Um, I love you know, that so, so much. So, so many of I us. I look to Will Smith for all <laughs> of my life guidance and I'm not being facetious. Yeah. Will, Will is great, but you know, he has this book and it's just talking about jumping. It's about taking that leap of faith. Um, And I think for so many people, um, we get just caught in our comfort zones naturally. And so it's so important that we are able to always keep in mind um, forward movement and progress um, and understanding that life will happen. We can make some decisions. And even if it's a wrong decision, we can always reroute and go the different way. And so uh, for anybody listening, um, take the opportunity. I saw this quote that said on social media that says um, outside of our outside of our comfort zone is where the magic happens. And so if we really want to make some magic, we got to step outside of that comfort zone and really be 
willing to do something different. Um, and so for those that may be listening who are thinking about doing something different, um, think about it, pray about it if that's what you do, um, process it, um, but don't be afraid to take that next step. Um, I think sometimes we fear that if we make that mistake, uh, if we make a, a decision or make that leap and it doesn't go well, that it's the end of the world and it's not. Um, you know, if we take an opportunity and it doesn't go well, then we just take an, another opportunity and figure it out as we go. Kaylin is also available for all your life coaching needs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, to me, this is me gonna, I'm gonna try to like package all of this up together uh, in any boat, but I think that that's what the fellows program is really about. You know, it's about taking that next step and whether that be your next professional step or your personal leadership step, or just saying, hey, I might be great, I'm happy, I'm thriving, but I know I can take another step. And I, you know, I know that every, every good leader is always thinking about how they can be better tomorrow. So I, um, I, you so beautifully embrace that. And I think that is one of the, the clear things that stuck out to us when we met you. Um, so you have a unique perspective because you are, as you said, a recent fellows graduate. Oh, yeah, S21. And now you are stepping <laughs> into helping lead the fellows program. Oh. So I want you to first tell us from just your personal perspective, what, what did you get out of the fellows program? And I always like to ask, like, what did you think it was going to be versus what it was when you finished that year? <laughs> you know, for me, um, I moved to Memphis and I was immediately looking for opportunities to get engaged. Um, so be even before I got here, I was like, I need to go to the Chamber of Commerce. I need to see all of these <laughs> things. Like, what does Memphis have to offer for me as a professional? Um, and so I moved here and it's, I think I was here a week and then there was a partnership with New Memphis and I think maybe Milton and the mm -hmm, Link Up series. Mm -hmm. um, and so I literally popped in there um, and I had been kind of stalking y'all on the website and so I knew Love a couple of faces moment. right and so I went, really, up, I went up to Anna and I was like hey I'm Kaylin you know nice to meet you um, <laughs> and so I'm here and they were immediately like here's my contact information reach out like, <laughs> and at that time it wasn't about even the programs it was just about like if you need any help learning about the city mm -hmm. or where to eat where to go what you need like give us a call we're glad to help and so that was the first thing that kind of stuck out to me um, and so even as I continued to do that research about New Memphis and the programs, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Um, and so one of the things when I think about the value that I got out of this program, um, essentially it was the connections that you make with people. You know, I met 17 people that I would have never known before without this program. And these are people that um, work at FedEx and Nike and all of these places that are making our community great. And so um, even now we graduated a couple months ago, but even when I got this job, everybody's in there like, oh my God, we got to say congratulations to somebody. And, you know, just the genuine support from those folks is great. Um, I think the second thing that I would say that I probably got out of that program it's just an increased development of my skill set personally. Um, a lot of times I have been in positions where I've been a leader, I've been a manager, I've been, you know, the go-to person. And so being able to step out of that role from leading and facilitating and being that guy to now folks are teaching me, right? You know, it's kind of <laughs> like the train the trainer, it's the educate the educator thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was really important for me to be able to continue to develop in myself professionally. Um, for a while, I have just been going in this like 90 to nothing, just go get it done. And so I hadn't really invested in myself professionally in a while. Um, this allowed me to retap into my skills and the things that I'm good at, but also the things that I need to work on, the things that I needed to become better with. Um, and so the fellows program really helped me do that. Um, 
I was able to think about how it's showing up professionally. Um, when we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, right, um, a lot of times people think about that type of work um, as it's just race, right? Um, but DEI work is so so much more than just race, right? Um, it's all of our different backgrounds. It's all of our cultures um, and how those things show up every single day in our work. So we got to talk about DEI work. We got to talk about general leadership development. Um, we got to talk about how we process and design our thinking when thinking about new tasks and things. All of those were skills that I was able to immediately apply, apply um, in my role at the University of Memphis um, and yeah. even in some of the things that I do um, on the side, you know. So um, it was really a great opportunity for me to just become a better leader, a better professional, um, and a better man all the way through. Just so eloquently answer, like, <laughs> like spokesperson no. Kaylin over here. <laughs> so was there anything surprising you learned about yourself? Because I don't know about you, but anytime I go through like a leadership experience or any kind of new program, there's always something I learn about myself that I'm just like, oh, that's why I am the way that I am. <laughs> like, did you learn anything interesting? You know, one of the things that, that I think was most important for me was it affirmed a lot of the things that I thought about myself professionally. Mm -hmm. um, I have always been pretty in tune with what I'm really good at and what I'm great at. Like, what are my superpowers? I know what those things are. Um, and so I think there was also an opportunity to think about the things that I can still grow in, the things that I can become better at. Um, some of those things I knew, but it was good to be reminded about mm -hmm. them because a lot of times we just get so caught up in the day-to-day -day nuances of just getting our job done, doing it well, and like going on that we forget to kind of pause and reflect sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so um, that caused me to put those things that I really needed to work on back on my radar um, and just, you know, kind of move in that direction. Um, you know, I think, as I mentioned, you know, sometimes it's so difficult to step back from um, leadership when you're in that role, right? And now you have to stop and just listen. Um, and so I think all the things that we talked about, and I can't give away all my secrets to the listeners. You got to be a part of the program to get some of this stuff. So, um, but some of the sessions that we had, some of the conversations that we had, um, not only during our organized structured time, but even separately, right? Um, that's where the that's where the magic happened yeah. to me. And so it was in those individual conversations where people are talking about like, yeah, I'm dealing with this at the workplace, and somebody else is like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and like, what are y'all doing about this? And how are we, you know, it's a, it's yeah. just this collaboration of ideas um, that I thought was really helpful. Um, and so those conversations outside of our sessions really kind of helped me think about what was happening at my workplace, how we prevent some of these things. And I think that's what really made me a better leader. I completely agree. I think it's that collaborative peer development mm -hmm. is something that I've seen New Memphis do extremely well. Because yeah. um, obviously you learn from people who have been in these spaces mm -hmm. and are facilitating and they're yeah. pros. But it's learning from the people within your cohort, I think, is a very special experience and something that New Memphis has that gives us a little bit of edge in that space. Because I'm like, hey, guys, not only do you get the professionals, mm -hmm. you get this whole group yeah. of people, to your point, that's like, look, did you did this happen to you at work, too? Because it happened to me, and I don't know what to do about it. Like, yeah. it just gives you that. And I think that's like invaluable, quite yeah, frankly. Absolutely. Like, it does make you sharp. I don't know. I, I always think there's some irony to how successful you are, how 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 much you're thriving in your professional life and your sort of like leadership journey often correlates to how busy you are. And so you've uh. got all of this stuff on your plate. And I, at least for me, like I'm then less likely to take the time to pause, reflect, improve, you know, and I, the fellows builds that time in for you and you do what you are surrounded by other 
also very strong leaders who are also passionate about our city and want to be, you know, great within their company and also great within our community. Um, and it does inspire you, if not challenge you. And maybe that like little bit of um, competitiveness <laughs> goes dormant. You're like, ah, yes, I, I too. I don't know. Like earlier today, we were just talking to a woman who's like, I just had a baby. And also I'm a, an emergency room doctor. Yes. And also I'm chairing this committee for the junior league. You're like... All right. I Dang it. No I got to I got to step up. <laughs> I'm like I slept until 8 today. <laughs> um well, I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot. Um you're 10 days in, so um You've now talked about your program experience. Fantastic. For anybody listening, um, it is February 8th, and we've got um, just a couple more months before our next fellows class starts, um, which will be in April. So I'm curious, um, for those listening, if they're interested in um, pursuing the fellows, putting in an application, in, you know, a minute or two, tell us what is the fellows program and what, you know, what are the sort of important takeaways that somebody would need to know if they are looking to possibly participate? Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to the mission of, of New Memphis, and it's thinking about um, recruiting, developing, and activating the talent within our city. Um, I think the Fellows Program is an opportunity where we really get to develop and we really get to activate the, the talent that is here in Memphis. Um, when I think about this program and what's going to happen, um, I am most excited about just cura- curating an experience that people want to be a part of and they want to come back to, right? Um, I think it's so challenging to tap into t- to professional development, but if it's something that you enjoy, if it's something that you like, um, then I think that you're more likely to come back to it and want to encourage other people to come. And so um, what I can tell you is going to happen in this next fellows class that's going to be led by me <laughs> um, is there going to be opportunities where you get to grow as a professional, as a person, um, as a man or a woman, um, and really make the people around you and the, the circles that you impact and influence even better. Um, I think that there are going to be opportunities where you talk about topics that are relevant to the community community relevant to your work um, and relevant to the things that you do every single day. Um, you're going to sharpen your leadership skills. You're going to sharpen all the things in your tool belt. You're going to you know, have conversations with people that you wouldn't necessarily talk to um, or meet and just make those connections. Um, that's really going to be helpful in making your experience in Memphis a whole lot better. Um, you know, one of the, the most important aspects of this program to me, I think, is the relationships that you're able to build, not only with your cohort, but with the with the presenters and the facilitators and the people that we bring to kind of share their expertise and wisdom with you. Um, and it's not just in one particular arena. It's not just in one particular aspect. But we're talking about, um, my friend likes to say, the, the, the whole life cycle um, of professionalism, mm-hmm. right, from when you get there, what you do and how you do it. Um, and I think that there's something in this program that you can take away from every single session and you can figure out where you apply that to um, whether that's personally whether that's professionally whether that's you being civically engaged and just being a better neighbor um, to the folks around you every single day so he passed. I just, I, I and she them. just checks it off. Day 10. Yes. <laughs> well, you like bring up the best point. I know you and I, and when I first met, you had this conversation. Leadership development shouldn't be scary. It yeah. shouldn't be this thing that's unattainable. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have some sort of access yeah. to developing their skill set. Because how do you lead it, yeah. or figure it out if you don't? Mm-hmm. So I think you mentioned some great points there that add to that. Absolutely. So I... I'm so excited to have you on this team. Also, I'm very excited because as a fellow Virgo, Virgo in heart over <laughs> oh, here. Oh, yeah. August um, Virgos. <laughs> yes, August. Very, very distinguished different than September Virgos. Um, it's an astrological sign, um, Anna. 
No, I'm just. Oh, I was like, <laughs> you're looking at me like a crazy person. No, I like I, I know my astrological sign and my husband's, and he's a Leo, um, and he was born August 28th. He's right before us. Okay, mm-hmm. so you guys are like, when is your birthday? Uh, mine is August 27th. 30th. So maybe, right. maybe my husband isn't a Leo. Yeah, I was like, well, he might be a Virgo. I, I would not be surprised if Henry was a Virgo too. Quite frankly, it's like, but saying that, the reason I brought that up is. Everyone knows a big trait of ours. We love a plan. We love a game plan to kick things off. You have 24 hours in Memphis. Mm-hmm. What's the plan? Ooh. Like to have the best 901 day of all time. I mean, the best thing about Memphis is the food. I'm not going to yep, say I've been, I've been here <laughs> for two years and I have gained uh, 10 pounds each year. Um, <laughs> so I'm 20 pounds in. But um, one of the things that I, I love to do is just go out um, to a lot of the restaurants and support some of our local businesses. Um, I think that that's what also keeps our community going. It's all of these entrepreneurs. It's all of these businesses that make our city and our community. Um, and so I love, I mean, I'm in some Facebook groups um, <laughs> and just like I will randomly scroll through and just I'm going here today I'm doing that so um, definitely I'm going to identify in 24 hours I'm going to identify three great places um, to go eat and then I think I'm also going to tap into the live music scene. Yep. Um, there are so there's so much talent in Memphis, and so I just love to to experience that and just kind of go and see the talent um, that exists here. And so um, we're probably going to do some live music things. And um, I mean, you just gotta go downtown in 24 <laughs> hours. There's something downtown that you can do and find uh, value in and, and some enjoyment. So I'm saying downtown. We're gonna support some local businesses um, and then live music. Those are my three. Love that. What's your favorite restaurant it's right now? Like, if you had to pick today, I know that's like an unfair question to ask. I was like, I'd I take off my microphone you, and walk I, out right I now. Yeah. I can't believe you did this to me, Christy. I'm, um, I have the audacity always. Listen, so. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna shout out Sage right now. So um, good. It is uh, one of my favorite restaurants. I've, you know, my mom and aunt came a couple of months ago, and we went, and she cannot stop talking about the shrimp and grits that yes. she got for brunch. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go to Sage. That, that's an easy one. You know, for me, the food is so good the service is great so that that's my number one right now but i mean it's that that's it can like, change daily that, it, absolutely <laughs> it depends on, on what i got a taste for <laughs> i love that sage is so good and it's so close to our office it yeah. is i am so thankful sometimes that they have weird hours and they're closed oh, absolutely. because it's it's too close <laughs> so that would that would get all your money right <laughs> yes. so love that you are such a delightful oh, human you, to have we're super excited to have you on the team since we have Anna Mullenzellis here as our fearful leader, yeah. and you as well, fearless, not fearful. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I, I'm fearful now. <laughs> no, but like you guys are both leading this team in very mm-hmm. big ways. I want to hear from both of you what you value most as a leader and how you want to use that to make an impact on Memphis as a whole. Ooh. Go ahead, Kaylin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will tell you, um, I am highly relational. Um, you don't and, say. And no, right? <laughs> and so um, it's for me, it's about the relationships. Um, being able to connect with so many different people, that's one of the things that I love about New Memphis. Um, there's so many partnerships and collaborations that exist um, within the work that we do. And we can't do this work without those partners, right? Um, like those are the people that make our programs a success, that give us access to incorporate more people and more programs. And so, being able to tap into those relationships to build 
new relationships and relationships and strengthen the ones that we have. Um, to me, that is, you know, the most valuable thing that we do. Um, you know, I shared this quote. I just did a presentation yesterday, um, and I shared this quote from Theodore Roosevelt that said, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know that you care. Um, and so being able to really tap into those things by building those relationships and show how much we care about the people in this community um, and our partners as well and kind of meeting in the middle to find out how we can continue to do that impact work. Um, I think that's the most valuable thing that, that we have going um, and the thing that I really look forward to tapping into. Okay, Anna, follow that, ma'am, our, our fearless <laughs> leader. No, I think that's really beautiful and I, it, it, it relates to what keeps me engaged in this work and that is you know, I think oftentimes when people think about leadership, it's this sort of monolith. It's like, I as an individual am a leader and I will guide these, you know, I'm the shepherd of this flock. And that is just completely antithetical to how change happens. Yeah. And um, to me, the work of shaping a better future for our city is big work. And it's, it can, to me, it can feel really overwhelming. And I'm lazy, so it's really easy for me to go, <laughs> oh, I guess it's too hard. I guess we're not going to do it. And what keeps me motivated is knowing that it does take every single person. And whether I'm looking at this team of 17 brilliant, motivated, excited, individually like talented people, um, like I can't, I can't do it. Like I can't do anything that Christy does. <laughs> I clearly can't do anything that Galen does. So I'm just like, you know, it's to me, it's about acknowledging that it is the sort of fabric of an organization, a community, and that it does take all of those different kinds of inputs. And I think that's what's so exciting to me when I see that manifested in our programs, because it is a group of people coming together and seeing what they have to bring to the table. But also that journey is so much about understanding what it is that other people have to give and helping solicit that from them, helping empower them and support them. And I don't know, I just think, you know, I say this all the time, and one of the things that I love about the Fellows Program, when I first started working at New Memphis, I was in a communications role. I had Christy's job. Um, and So you can do Christy's job, well, huh? She this is so funny. She I, can't do the design part no. of my job is what she meant. <laughs> no, basically, like, everything that Christy's good at when I had her job, I was like, yeah, we're not really going to do that. <laughs> I'd be like, social media, maybe sometimes. Um but no, like I would go and talk to people um, and I was I came from a journalism background. So I sort of had that as a like, OK, I'm how I'm going to learn about New Memphis by asking people kind of out in the community. And I just loved hearing people say, oh, yeah, I was a fellow and, you know, I was in A08 or I was in, you know, S12. And yeah. um, and that kind of community getting stitched together to me is I mean, this sounds so cheesy. I really do believe that that is what will change the city. I don't mm -hmm. think it will be electing one person to a really important position or having one person mm -hmm. lead the chamber or, you know, be the CEO of an organization that's going to, you know, I really think that what the true change has to happen when we all sort of collectively vision together and yeah. understand that every single person has a role to play. And, um, you know, one of the things that I didn't anticipate coming into New Memphis that I now think is actually the most important thing that we do is when you leave a New Memphis program, I insist that you like have a sense of responsibility, mm -hmm. that at least when you walk away, no matter who you are, where you work and what you do, maybe you're 20, maybe you're 35, maybe you're 55, you're, you think, I live in this community and therefore I have a responsibility to do something about this community that I live in and the future of that community and the people yeah. that are around me. So that is, you know, that's to me, being a good leader is helping people see that yeah. and find their way to kind of be like, okay. I do have a very distinct value um, 
And I think that's what we do at New Memphis, and I think that's what hopefully we're doing for the broader community. So, Christy, we have that. a great boss. Uh, right? I'm amazed every every Monday morning. All right. Right. You guys will both receive your bonuses. As <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There we go. But no, I think like a commonality between what you both said is that I feel like leadership often feels lonely. And there's no reason it should be because we can't make active change happen if leadership is lonely. To your point, like this is monolith of a thing. Like leadership should be a collaborative effort among other leaders. How else do you learn? So I love that you guys answered flawlessly. And gosh, Kaylin, you are such like a burst of energy in here this morning. I I feel like I need to talk to Kaylin every Monday morning. (laughs) He's like making coffee. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it's like a little infusion of energy. Listen, we can do it. But no, man, Christy, thank you for having me. Um, And I'm so great to be on this scene and and be here to do this. You know, one of the things that I want to say to those that are listening um, is to just get involved in our programs. Um, I don't know. I don't care who you are, where you come from. Like there's a program at New Memphis for you, right? Um, (laughs) And so I have to do a selfish plug for mine. Again, if you know someone, um, you know, one of those professionals has been in their career for a couple years looking to kind of move and shake and enhance those skills, send them to the fellows program. We are accepting nominations, applications right here, right now. I'm building the next class. So make sure that you get your applications in. We're going to have a great time. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to do a lot. We're going to become a lot and just all the stuff. So I'm super excited in case you can't tell. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. So if you know somebody, go to our website website nominate them tell them they can submit their application and let's let's get this thing going yeah and if you got questions email us guys you can always find us on social email Kaylin will love to answer all your questions. You hear how talkative yeah. he is? He can answer it in a heartbeat. I'm probably over time. No, you're, no, you're totally Kaylin, fine. Kaylin, thank you so much for joining oh, us today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank bye. You. All right. Well, um, as promised, it was a jam-packed episode. Um, you heard from Kaylin about the Fellows Program. I'm going to give it a final push here. Um, again, we are in the thick of recruitment season for our um, a couple of our spring classes. So the fellows in particular still has a couple of spots for our April class. So if you heard something that got your ears perked and makes you want to learn more, go to newmemphis.org. Um, the fellows is a year-long program. It starts again in late April and will run that whole year. Um, so you can take a look at the calendar. You'll understand what those sessions are, what, you know, kind of the, the journey that you would go on. Um, it is really ideal, a, a program tailored for folks that are what we'd say mid career. So uh, maybe you're in your 30s, maybe you're in your early 40s, you've been working for a while, you're excellent, obviously. And you're thinking about what's that next step for you, how to just keep growing and um, stepping into your leadership in a fuller way. So think about that program. Um, Kaylin would love to hear from you. You can email him at Kaylin, uh, K-A-Y-L-O-N at newmemphis.org. You can find that email address at newmemphis.org if you do not remember it, if you are driving. Um We would love to see you in the class. Um, I would also encourage you while you're at the website to learn more about our other leadership programs, our Embark program for young professionals, our Accelerate program for college students, uh, and our leadership development intensive for senior executives. In addition to the fellows, those are all available to you. You can nominate. You can apply. Um, We've got a couple of each of those classes starting this year. Um, So we would love to have your name thrown in that ring. So again, apply. Learn more at newmemphis.org backslash programs. And then in addition to those leadership programs, we have an opportunity that literally anybody listening (laughs) could show up to, a free and fun event called Memphis 101. Christy, what is Memphis 101? Guys, our first community event of the year, one, is what it is. And it's giving you all the 401 on the 901. That's what Memphis 101 does. So so many numbers. I, I think it's fun. <laughs> and so, 411, yes. 901, 901, 101. 101. Get it right. 
on March 10th from 530 to 730 at the Memphis Museum of Science and History, a.k.a. the Mosh, which was formerly known to us as the Pink Palace. They've done like kind of a rebrand. Come over and join New Memphis as we dive into where Memphis is currently and where we're going throughout the evening. You'll have an opportunity to just walk around the museum, network with other professionals, and most importantly, you're going to get a look into the history of Memphis that you don't get in a history book. It is a live, interactive, just not a seminar. I don't want to call it a seminar because that sounds like you're going to be sitting and be bored. You will not. It is so much fun to come in. It is for are you a newcomer? Are you a native Memphian? It doesn't really matter. You will learn something, I promise. So you can learn more about how to get tickets and about the event itself at newmemphis.org. And guys, it's a free, F-R-E-E, capital, opportunity for you to come explore the Mosh and also explore New Memphis and the history of Memphis in general. So this event has so generously been sponsored by Regional One Health, and we are so excited to have them come on as partners. And come up, show up, show out. It's going to be great. Speaking of partners, Anna. I usually do a give back push asking the listeners to give, right? Last week I did a very big soliloquy about how much I love them because I also love Valentine's Day and we are in the month of love. But if you are listening right now and you work at a company, you work for an organization and you want to get involved with New Memphis at a sponsorship level, we have tons of events that you can get sponsor opportunities for. Also, we do community organization partnership through various ways of our work. So Reach out. You can reach out to me personally at Christy at NewMemphis.org. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y because I am a child of the 80s. <laughs> and Well, like 87, let's be real. And so, guys, reach out to us. We would love to talk to you about opportunities we have. I know the fund development team is always looking for cool and amazing sponsors. Right, Anna? Absolutely. And we have, you know, you've heard about all of this awesome work, uh, hopefully, on this episode and on previous episodes. But we do host a number of community events like Memphis 101. We host TED Talks, we host luncheons, we host holiday parties, we host mixers and all kinds of great ways that we bring um, really uh, smart, interesting people together. Um, we know that they're a great audience for our our sponsors and our donors. Um, it's also a great way to meet talent. If you are looking to grow your team, um, we you know if you want access to um, smart young talent, that is very much uh, something that we offer. So please um, feel free to reach out. We have lots of different opportunities, no matter the audience you're looking for. And that is truly how we fuel this work. Um, we are very fortunate to be supported by um, our really lovely community of employers and organizations who understand that we need great talent in Memphis for all of us to thrive. So um, if you are interested, as Christy said, you can reach out directly to us um, and also feel free to just peruse the website to learn a little more. Yeah, we'll get you where you need to go. As always, thank you guys for listening to us and we will be back on the air next Tuesday on WIXR. So see you next time. Thanks, Memphis. This week's episode was made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com.